I just I want to start by asking a question. Why did you pick this uh, session? I mean, with 80 different sessions, why did you pick this one to come be a part of? Well, I I'd heard about your prayer meetings that you had in the church and, and how that have done, and so I was really looking forward to hearing. Okay, so you, you'd heard about some of the prayer meetings we've had at our church. Yeah. Somebody else. Sir? I've had you as a teacher before. So. You've had me as a teacher before. <laughs> well, that's good if somebody wants to come back after you've taught them something. So, Sarah? Well, I love and respect you. And then also, um, since the beginning of the year, we've had um, prayer in our sanctuary almost every day. But like the Lord told us we needed to have a, have a scheduled time of prayer. And I know that prayer is the foundation to anything getting done in the spirit. And I want to learn from your experience. Okay. I, I think because we're uh, working at our church on praying and fasting now and on a series and trying to encourage praying and fasting and also for the fact that uh, to glean from your all your uh, years of experience and uh, success with prayer. Are you calling me old? <laughs> I did not say that. I did not say that. Experience. experience. I, I think the title of the class was 50 years plus experience, wasn't it? Yeah, 50 years plus experience. Let, let me tell you a story. When I turned 16, I got a driver's license. And when I got my driver's license, it was like the Lord gave me some things to do with it. And one of them was every Saturday afternoon... I would drive to our church building, I would pick the lock on the door, I would go in, I, I had a portable stereo record player because they didn't have... You are old. I am old. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, I would go into the prayer room and I would set up the stereo, sometimes other people came, sometimes it was just me, and I would pray for an hour. And I believe that set the tone for my life that... Even though other people may not be there, it was something I was going to do. And let me encourage you, even if you go to your prayer place alone, you're going to be the person that you're going to go there. Um, over the years, I've uh, prayed at different times. I've prayed at different places. I've used different uh, patterns of prayer. One of those uh, I gave you today on the page where you came in, it's the Larry Lee prayer course. And it's a formula prayer. It just, it, you know, can you not pray one hour? And um, let, let me just say this. I've found that when I force myself to pray a long time, the prayer gets better. About 12 years ago, I started a Tuesday morning prayer time, two hours long. And when I first started doing that, it was like two hours. How, how do you pray two hours? Well, Jesus prayed all night. And when I started that two-hour prayer time, now I find that it's like <laughs> the two hours is up. Oh, no. The more you, you commit to, I'm going to pray, the more that prayer becomes a part of your life. Um, about 25 years ago, a man came to our church by the name of Dr. David Ranchising. Um David will never be known around the world globally or anything, but David is a man of prayer. David has contacted every pastor in the city of Columbus to try to get them to pray. He has led prayer meetings. And David came to the church 25 years ago, and he taught me about loving prayer. I taught him about 
the things of the Spirit. Uh, today, Dr. David can't make it to all of our prayer meetings, but he joins by telephone. And, the, okay, who's got the phone today? Is, is Dr. David on? And he prays with us. David loves prayer more than he loves eating. And he, it's like every Sunday when he gets to come to church, he repents. Pastor Dave, I'm so sorry. I can't get to prayer anymore. Dude, it's okay. You come by phone. Um, you know, let, let, let me just encourage you. My goal in life is to go to, from one prayer meeting to the next prayer meeting to the next prayer meeting and watch what God does between those. See, Jesus went from prayer event to prayer event to prayer event. And as he went from those different prayer events, miracles happened between them. And what we want to do in, in our 21st century mind thinking, we want, to, we, we want to be people that we go from miracle to miracle to miracle and we do little prayers between. And we've got to change our mentality that my life is to be a life of prayer. It was the life of Jesus. Jesus' life was a life of prayer. And he, he went from prayer event to prayer event to prayer event. Um, and I, I, I want to share a verse that just grips me. Luke 18, verse 8. Uh, that whole passage there in Luke 18, it's concerning prayer. And when, when, he, when Luke, the author, gets to the verse 8, it, Jesus, or Luke says this, however, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? He's talking about prayer. And I think what, what Luke is saying there is, when Jesus comes back, will there still be anybody who believes enough in prayer to be praying? Early in the 1900s, there was a prophetic word that, that came, um, and it, it said that there will come a time when the people of God will worship a God they no longer pray to. There will come a time when people will worship a God they no longer pray to. They'll come and they'll... they'll have a worship service, they'll be excited about that, but you announce a prayer time and people aren't going to come to it. I still believe in prayer. I pray because Jesus said to pray. I pray because I've seen the results of persistence in prayer. I still pray because I love spending time in the presence of Jesus. Dr. David, he, he comes and just, just stands. He, he comes and, and lays over our platform and, and he loves to be in the presence of Jesus. And what I want to do is I, I want to come to that place where just being in the presence of the Lord and just talking with Him and letting Him talk to me. Um, would, would you stand if you're able to do so and would you just... Uh, we're going to do. We're going to talk a little bit and pray a little bit. Is that okay? Um, I've been to prayer meetings and nobody prayed. <laughs> that just sort of does the number on. The, 
What was that prayer thing about? Would you just worship the Lord? Would you exalt the Lord? Would you lift up His name? Would you? <laughs> Now somebody lead out in English a, a prayer of praise and worship. you every time you get together and you have a prayer time your people are praying encourage them to pray in the spirit and then in, encourage them uh, to expect God to speak to them the Ohio for Jesus thing came out of Scott Wilson and him having 400 of our pastors across the state pray in the spirit for five minutes and then he asked them what word or sentence did you hear the Lord speak to you as you were doing that and as we did that that's where Ohio for Jesus came from it came that God was getting us ready to do something incredible it came where it said that God is going to unite you for what is about to come and and there were there were these words that came and he wrote those things down and then he read them back to us and said, this is, this is what God was saying to us as we were praying in the Spirit for that five minutes. 
And let me encourage you in your prayer time, or if you're a leader and you're leading prayer times, say, what did the Spirit of the Lord say to us? And it's incredible what, what you will find that the Lord will be saying to your church. Our pastor, I, I'm no longer the pastor at Radiant Life Church. I'm on staff. Um, my son has taken over, and you know he's leading beyond where I've been. And it, it, his encouragement is every time you and, and your board meet together, pray in the Spirit for five minutes, and what did the Lord say? Every time your, your youth group gets together, Get them to pray in the Spirit and ask them what the Lord said. Every time your Sunday school teachers have a Sunday school teachers meeting, have them pray in the Spirit for five minutes before you get into the business because the Lord will give you what the business is if you'll let Him. Wow. Amen. So, well, this is a lot of spiritual stuff. This is a lot about Pentecost. Yeah! <laughs> It's not by might, it's not by powers, by my spirit, says the Lord. Okay, if you want to be seated, uh, take, take that Larry Lee prayer guide. If, if you're not familiar with this, this is, this is just real simple. It's, it's, it's basic praying the Lord's prayer. And people that are new to prayer, they, they don't know what to do with two hours. Two minutes wears them out. So you give them something that they can pray. And if, if you take this and you spend a few minutes on each of these things, they, they can pray an hour pretty easy. And so what do you do? You begin by, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You teach people, when you start your prayer time, just exalt the Lord. Just exalt the Lord. Just what we did. You give Him praise. You give Him glory. You give Him honor. You thank Him for Calvary. You thank Him that... It, that you can call him Father. And then teach them to hallow his name. Thank you, Lord, that you're my sin forgiver. You're Jehovah's Sid Canoe. You're God my righteousness. I thank you that you're my sin forgiver. You're Jehovah Makadesh. You're the God who sanctifies me. Thank you, God, that you're my spirit filler. You're Jehovah Shalom. You're God my peace. You're my spirit filler. You're Jehovah Shama. You're the God who never leaves me. You're always there. You're, you're the spirit of Christ in the world and in me. I thank you, God, that you're my soundness of body. You're Jehovah Rapha. You're God my healer. And, and people, teach them to just add a little bit to each one of those things. See, see how you just already blew through two minutes? Teach them that, God, I thank you that you're my success. You're Jehovah Jireh. You provide everything that I need for me to be successful. I thank you, God, that you're my security. You're Jehovah Nissi. You're the banner that flies over me in victory. I thank you, God, that you're my security. You're Jehovah Rohi. You're God, my shepherd. And so you teach people to exalt the Lord, praise him, worship him, adore him. Then you can move into the second part of the Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If you're on an airplane, what do they always say? When the mask drops down, put it on your face first before you put it on somebody else's face because if you put it on somebody else's face first, you may pass out. Start with yourself. It's not being selfish. You've already started by worshiping the Lord. But you then move to yourself, and, and you deal with those things in your own life. Then you pray for your family, your mate, your children, other family members. 
See, see how easy it is to pray? A, a prayer, when, when you take this formula prayer that Jesus gave us to pray, then you pray for your church, you pray for your pastor, your leadership, you pray for faithfulness of the people, you pray for Ohio for Jesus, you pray for your nation, your city, your state, your national and political things. How many think you could find something to pray about when, when you get to the nation and you pray for a political situation? Oh my goodness. Our nation is stupidity gone to seed. <laughs> then you can change it and move to give us this day our daily bread. And you can pray that when you're in the will of God. And when your prayer life is what it should be, when your relationship with church and your work habits, your giving, when you're doing those things, when you're paying the tithe, when you're giving offerings, when you're right in your prayer life... You have the right to ask God for the things that you have need of. And, and if people aren't doing that, you know, you got to take care of the basics before you can ask God for a blank check. Believe it's God's will to prosper you. Be specific. Be tenacious. One of the things I've learned about prayer is God wants you to be persistent at it. You just got to keep doing it. You just got to keep doing it. You just got to keep doing it. So 52 years ago when I was 16 and I got my driver's license and I started breaking into the church, they finally gave me a key. <laughs> I've been tenacious at it. Sometimes I do better than other times. Do you find that? You know, and then, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Prepare the day by saying, Lord, anybody that sins against me today, I already forgive them. See, we take care of the day in our prayer time so that when those things come along, it's already been dealt with. So when somebody hurts me during the day, somebody says something about me, somebody's cruel, somebody cuts me off, I've already forgiven them. And so... Ask God to forgive you, forgive and release others. Set your will to forgive those who sin against you. Then lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So you put on the whole armor of God. Uh, you have your loins uh, girt about with truth. You take the breastplate of righteousness. Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Um... Any questions about this simple guide? This, this is just a simple thing that you can give to people. Um, you know, for years I carried one of these around in my Bible. Then, then I got to the place where I'd memorized the eight compound names of God out of the Old Testament. And, right? Um, someone have a need you'd like to share with us? Somebody else with a need. And not grandma 32 generations removed. Some, something. 
between jobs. Um, and I'm getting called to plant a church with a buddy. Um, and the next move um, is going to dictate things. So I don't know what the Lord's going to be preparing okay. me for. Okay. Job situation, church plant. Uh, I've had tremendous pain in my feet, and I, I, I was going to physical therapy, and then insurance wouldn't cover it at all. And so I quit physical therapy, and I just need the Lord's healing. Okay. I have teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's stand up and... Uh, anxiety and depression. Anxiety and depression. Yeah. Casting all your care on Him. Let Him do the caring. Okay. Gather around these people that have uh, requested prayer, and let's just pray right now. Anxiety, Sarah's feet. Uh, the daughter, baby situation, church plant, job situation, raising teenagers. Come on, let's pray. Lift the roof. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're the God who's more than enough. You're the El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough. And we thank you, Lord, that you know every one of these needs. You know every detail. We pray for this daughter. We pray for uh, this uh, gallbladder surgery that's coming up. Oh, Father God, you're... You can work in that situation, and we just thank you that you're Jehovah Rapha. You're the God who heals, and we cry out for healing right now. We pray, Lord Jesus, for your direction, church plant, job situation. We thank you that you're Jehovah Jireh. You're our provider. Provide the employment. Provide the wisdom. Provide the location. Oh, for Sarah today, Lord, we pray for healing for her feet. We pray for healing for her feet. You be, you be the therapist today, Lord Jesus. We need her to be able to walk. To walk free of pain so that she can take she can take those precious feet. Feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Oh Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We pray for those parents that are raising teenagers. We thank you, Lord God, that you give us wisdom on how to work, how to lead our young people. Thank you, Lord. 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 Could, could we all just pray right now, not just for our sister and depression, but we live in a world where depression will creep up on you, and you'll, you'll do great one day and the next day for some reason. It's like you got out of the wrong side of the bed. You don't know where that thing came from. The enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He comes to take away our, our authority that we have. But when we get depressed, we lose our authority. And so I'd like for, uh, I'd like for everyone to just pray a, a, a spirit of victory. Not just for our sister, but for every one of us. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that we walk in victory in you. And so right now, we, we turn our attention, we focus our eyes on you, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we overcome. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. We overcome by the word of our testimony. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Victorious in you. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Okay. Some of you came to this session because you said, we, we want to learn from you how to lead prayer times and things like that. Let me encourage you. Uh, you, uh, you spend a lot of time, if you're a preacher, if you're a Sunday school teacher, whatever your area of leadership, you spend a lot of time preparing and getting ready and having something to say. In your prayer times that you lead, you, you have to spend almost as much time getting ready to lead a prayer time as you do to preach. hate to tell you that. And so you be ready to lead the prayer time. Direct it. What I've been doing is I've been giving you prayer topics. We've been you know, saying, we're going to pray about this. We're going to pray about that. We're going to pray about this. People love to come to a prayer time when they know what they're supposed to do. And you direct them. You lead them. You guide them through that. And so as you're, as you're leading your prayer times, you know, make it clear what, what they should be praying about right now. We put it up on the screen. And... We'll flip the screen. Okay, now let's pray for this. This is what's going to happen. I'd like you, you, and you to come and pray. You know who your prayer people are. You know the ones that can pray good. Have them come lead. All right? Um, Matthew 6, verses 5 to 7, Jesus three times says, when you pray. It's not if you pray. Make sure that you understand it's not going to be when it's not going to be if i pray it's going to be when i pray jesus didn't put a time and a date and a place on that because it changes for each of us it's just i'm going to be a person of prayer i'm going to pray um, luke 11 and if you want to sit down go ahead and feel free to do that luke 11 you find three levels of prayer we've already looked at one of those levels of prayer that first level is formula prayer jesus gave us the formula for prayer. A second level of prayer that Jesus gives there in Luke 11 is um, it's friendship prayer. If a friend of yours comes to you and asks you for bread, you know, he says you ultimately give it to your friend because he's persistent and he keeps, he keeps asking and he's not going home in the middle of the night until he gets some bread. And so there's this friendship prayer. Uh, encourage your people to move to the place where they move from the formula prayer to a friendship prayer. But then in that same passage of scripture, he moves beyond the friendship level of prayer to family prayer. If a son asks a father for... Now, let, 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 me, let me encourage you to be careful when you move from formula prayer to friendship prayer to family prayer. Be careful what you wish for. Because, you know, my kids would say, I wish I had this or I wish I had that. 
When my kids say that kind of stuff to me, I'm going to try to find a way to make that thing happen. And you, as you move from that formula prayer to that friendship prayer to that family prayer, you start wishing for things. That is actually prayer. Whatsoever things you desire. He gives you the desires of your heart. And, and I've gotten to the place where I, I, I try to be more careful about the things I, I, you know, I'd love to have that kind of truck. I'd love to have this. I'd love to have that. Be careful of those things. Guard those and make sure that it's what you really want because your Heavenly Father, He, he wants to give good gifts to you as His children and make sure it's for His kingdom and it's not for something that you're going to feel good about. i got this new truck. Now, is that crazy? What do you think about that? Talk, talk back to me. self-seeking at, you'll find all evil. So when, when we pray, we're not, I mean, we can ask the Lord because He will he, he will give unto us because He enjoys blessing our, our kids, but He doesn't want us to generate pride and He doesn't, you know, want us to get into a place of like a haughty spirit. Yeah. T 20... 20, 22 years ago, I would drive past this piece of property in Dublin, Ohio, and I, I would look at it and I would say, wow, that'd be nice. You know, there weren't a lot of times when I got down at an altar and said, God, we need that land. God, I want that land. Here's a formula. You know, I, I didn't use the formula, but I just drove past it. And one day, the lady who owned it, who went to our church, she calls and says, Pastor Dave, would the church like to buy my 50 acres? I've been driving past that property for eight years, and almost every day I'd say, be nice to have that, but you know. I said, Doris, how much? She said, two million bucks. I said, 50 acres, two million bucks. It's a steal. I didn't tell her that. I said, yeah, we took it to the congregation. The congregation voted to buy it, and about a month before we were going to close on the deal, she calls back and says, I'm sorry, Pastor Dave, I can't sell it to you for $2 million. How many know what that means? <laughs> What's it mean? Price is going up. She said, would a million twenty-five thousand dollars work? <laughs> that is about a 50 per that's about half the price. I said, let me pray about it. Okay. <laughs> How many understand there are flare prayers? Do you understand flare prayers? Bang! And it's, you know. <laughs> and she said, well, there's a few stipulations. One is, I want to finance it. I said, you mean I don't have to go to Bank Ohio? Well, no, I want to finance it. I said, let me pray about it. Okay. <laughs> she gave us a rate. And, and all of a sudden, this thing that I'd been wishing, God knows the things you have need of even before you ask Him. And if you'll spend two hours just sitting in His presence, He knows about your daughter. He knows about her gallbladder. He knows about your church plant. He knows about your job and your feet and your anxiety. And he knows all those things even before you ask. And, and when my son just comes and spends time with me, I, I just want to pull my wallet out and give him everything I got. And, you know. and so move, 
Moving your relationship with the Lord from formula prayer to friendship prayer to that that family prayer, we just... King David, he wanted a drink of water from the well of Bethlehem. Was he asking for that? No, he was just saying, man, I really wish I had some water from the well of Bethlehem. And his family, those 600 men that had gathered around him and had become his family, they they heard him just wishing for it, and they went and risked their lives by going to a well and coming back with that water. Um... Philippians 4, 6, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Jesus said more about prayer than anything else. Uh, More of his prayer is mentioned than his preaching. And everything effective is done by prayer. Anything that that lasts is going to be saturated in prayer. Um, the worldwide Pentecostal movement, it began because people were praying and seeking the power of the Holy Spirit. Hudson Taylor was a great missionary to China, 1850 to 1900, and he personally funded over 140 missionary missionary units, personally. We here in Ohio, we have, uh, I, I think it's 76 missionary units. Can, can you picture one of our churches financing every one of our missionary missionary families? One church doing it? This was one guy, Hudson Taylor. And he said, here's how, here's how it works. I learned to move men by God through prayer alone. And, and I've, tried, I, I've tried to learn to move men not by me going and talking to him. I didn't go and talk to Doris. I try to learn to move men by God through my time with God and seeking God and praying about those things. C.S. Lewis was asked the question, if God is all good, won't he do it whether we pray or not? If God's all good, won't he do it whether I pray or not? And he answered that you could use that same argument against any human activity, not just prayer. Why wash your hands? Right now you can't buy hand sanitizer. Because everybody is afraid of the coronavirus. Why wash your hands? If God intended them to be clean, they'll come clean without you washing them. Why ask for salt? Why put on boots? Why do anything? God could have arranged things so that our bodies nourished themselves without food. Knowledge entered our brains without studying. How many would have liked that? (laughs) Umbrellas magically appeared to protect us from rain. God chose a different style of governing the world. A partnership. Listen to this. A partnership which relies on human agency, that's you and me, human agency and choice. God granted the favored human species the dignity of causality. God wants you to be able to pray so that you get a little bit of the, you're a little bit of the cause. Lewis said that certain minor details are left for us, the actors. He said, so we are going to be people who pray. 
God sees us as actors on the stage participating in the play. The creator of the universe invites us to be involved. And and that's what prayer is. Um... I've got hours of stuff, and so I'm sort of struggling with (laughs) what do we do next. Um, How many many have read The uh, Circle Maker? Okay, a couple of you. Um, let, Let me just share this. And this is about praying... Specifically, uh, there's a story from history that occurred the century before the coming of Jesus into the world. It was a time when God was not heard from. It's called the intertestamental period, 400 years between the Old Testament and New Testament. And uh, this story comes from the circle maker by Mark Batterson. The circumstance was, again, no rain. It hadn't rained over a year. The entire generation before the coming of Jesus was about to be destroyed, not by an army, but by a devastating drought. The desperation was such that people found one old sage who lived outside the walls of Jerusalem, who still prayed, still believed that God heard him. Legend tells us that his name was Hani. Hani came with a six-foot staff, drew a circle around himself. A crowd gathered around to watch and hope. Hani dropped to his knees and raised his hands toward heaven. And with the authority of the prophet Elijah, who called fire down from heaven, Hani called down rain. Lord of the universe, I swear before your great name that I will not move from this circle until you've shown mercy upon your children. Hani spoke from his soul with volume, authority, humility, and faith. And then it happened. As his prayer ascended, raindrops began to descend. Hani realized that he'd not prayed specifically enough and called on heaven again. Not for such rain have I prayed, but for rain that will fill cisterns, pits, and caverns. The sprinkle turned into downpour. Witnesses said no raindrop was smaller than an egg. People ran to the Temple Mount to escape the flash floods. Hani stayed and prayed inside the circle. Uh, Once more, he refined his bold request. Not for such rain have I prayed, (laughs) but for rain, the rain of your favor, blessing, and graciousness. And all of a sudden, it began a gentle soaking rain, soaking not just the ground, but their spirits as well. Hani prayed, and Elijah prayed. What are you praying for? Uh, Tanzania is a nation where 80% of the people do not have employment outside of their own means. In other words, they don't have jobs that they go to. Um, That means that every day they get up and they work to scratch out just enough to eat. They grow produce, they raise animals, they do small jobs, they make trinkets, they, if you're a tourist, they badger you to death trying to sell you something. Right, Sarah? Um, and for them, being specific is, Lord, I need enough today to eat. You know, what, what are you specifically praying for? 
Would you stand again and let's pray some more. And uh, how many have an unsafe family member? Okay. Um, pray, pray for their salvation. Uh, you, you shared you need a job. Um, sickness. Take the need that's on your heart right now and be specific about it. Okay? Pray for it. Pray for it. Oh, Father God. Father God. Father God. Father God, I pray for all for Jesus. I pray that you just do a supernatural thing. That it, be, that it begins even in this group. Oh, Lord Jesus. So could we be she Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray for my grandkids. I pray that every one of them love you and serve you. I pray that every one are baptized in your Holy Spirit. I pray, Father God, that you call them that they don't see themselves as just being people that have events and things to do. I pray that they that they see that they are committed, that their lives are dedicated to the cause of Christ. Thank you, Lord. I pray for growth of our church. I pray that the seeds begin to fill up. I pray, Father God, that there are people that, 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 that they catch the, catch the passion of winning one more for Jesus. 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 Someone verbalize right now the prayer that you're praying so that we can say the amen to it. You verbalize it so we can we can say yes. Father, I believe you for the salvation of my brothers and their families, Lord. We say amen. We agree. We agree for their salvation today. We thank you that we are to pray for labors to be sent into the field. We pray for labors to be sent into their fields where they are. That there will be people that speak Jesus into their lives. That they would begin to feel like every place I go, there's this Christian, there's some Christian chasing me down. Father God, I pray that, that, that these brothers, these men... They begin to feel like that. And they begin to say that God's chasing me down. God's chasing me down. And I can't get away from Him. No, you can't. You can't. Gentlemen, you can't get away from the God of the universe who's speaking life and salvation into your lives today. You know, and when you're praying for salvation of, of people, pray what kind of Christian they're going to be. They're going to be, a, you know, they go to church on Sunday and they just, are, are they going to be active 
soul winners? Are they going to be people that are reaching out to the lost? Are they going to be baptized in the Spirit? I pray for my grandkids. I've got 13 grandkids. I pray that every one of them gives their life to Jesus. I pray that they're baptized in the Holy Spirit. I pray that they, that they marry Christians. I pray, you know, pray those specific things. You, you, don't, you don't want just a mist trying to fix a drought, and you don't want raindrops the size of eggs that's going to wash everything away. You know, pray that specific thing. James says you pray earnest, the earnest prayer. It's a fervent prayer. It's something that you get your blood pressure up about it. You know, we need to get our blood pressure up about abortion. We need to get our blood pressure up about uh, things that are impacting our society and our culture. Um. Why don't you be seated again? Take take your uh, your note thing, flip it over to the back. Prayer concerning Ohio for Jesus. Th- did you like Travis this morning? Oh, yeah. oh man, just let me sit and listen to that guy. Uh, how can we win two hundred fifty thousand people to Jesus? How can we raise up twenty five thousand new workers? How can we plant a thousand churches? How can we increase our missions giving by three hundred percent? What that means is our seventy six missionaries. We need to triple that. The six million or whatever it was that Ohio gave to missions, world missions last year. We need to triple that. Here's some things we can pray for. Pray for labors. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest to send forth labors and workers into the harvest. Would you just right now, would you begin to pray for the pe- that people are going to not just be pew sitters, they're going to be workers in the kingdom. Father God, we just agree together right now. We bind together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The 60,000 people that call Assemblies of God Church is their church here in the state of Ohio. We pray that there's not a one of them that's a pew sitter. We pray that every one of them become involved in wor- working and in the in the harvest field. We, we beseech you, Lord of the harvest. We beseech you, Lord of the harvest, for every church represented in this room. I pray that workers begin to flood into those churches. Second, pray for a revelation of the lost. Lord God, right now, we, we pray that we would get a fresh picture of what it, what it is to be eternally separated from your presence. Oh God, we pray, show us. Show us what it would be like to not have your presence. And that's what's going to make hell, hell, is because you're not going to be there. There's not going to be any part of your presence there. Oh God, we cry out. We cry out for us as the church of Ohio that, that we see the desperation of the loss. We see the, the pitifulness. We see what's going to be the result. Pray that a wave of conviction of sin sweeps across our state. Oh God.
Let, the, let conviction be so powerful that people begin to feel bad about their sin and they begin to look for an answer to their sin. Yes, Lord. Lord, we pray that, that the cross, the veil that the world has between them and the cross, the veil is removed and they begin to see. Lord Jesus, the price that You paid for their salvation, for their sin to be forgiven. Pray for faith and pray against fear. You know, People have said, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. We have a lot of pastors in the state of Ohio that are afraid of Ohio for Jesus because what happens if I can't do my part? I might look bad. What if, what if my church can't plant another church in 10 years? So I'm just going to stay out of it. Would you pray against that kind of fear? Here's the way I look at it. If a, if a church of 50 turns into a church of 150, that's 100 more people than they had before. Father God, right now, we, we pray for faith in leaders hearts and leaders minds I pray for Bible study leaders that they they begin to believe that I can reproduce myself and that my small group can multiply to two groups or to three groups or to four groups thank you that you've not given us a spirit of timidity you've not given us a spirit of fear but of power and love and a disciplined mind Father God, we, we are going to see ourselves as overcomers who overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Right now we pray for Pastor John that you'll continue to give him insight, you'll continue to lead him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus.